previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. You know, at Indochino, she, somebody came in and she was taking measurements and, and there, she said, we're supposed to ask, you know, how did you hear about us? And the person sort of scuffled around and so it's kind of embarrassing, but I heard about it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and to which, of course, my daughter said, are you a little? Welcome, friends, to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and welcome to Master's Week. Dilly dilly, get in the hole! We're just kidding, Littles. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. Yes, it is Master's Week. Yes, there will be some golf talk, but we promise it's fun golf talk. We have a great guest, but please first, welcome back to the show, Simon. How's it hey, going? Hey, Oh, I am just ready to play some golf. Ready. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And obviously we got Roxy here. We uh yeah, we're really excited today. We have some big news. Oh, and hey you two. Happy New Beer's Eve. Now Happy New Beer's Eve to you. What I'm... the heck is that? What is that? Yeah. Simon. Okay. Well, today is New Beer's Eve, according to this these crazy apps we have of like what's today and stuff like that. I'm going to read this to you. Once upon a time, Sully, I hope you're listening. The beer lovers of the United States were very sad. The government ratified the 18th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution in 1920, banning all intoxicating liquors, including beer, beginning the period of American history we now know as... Prohibition! Very good. History lesson by Roxy. However, in 1933, the government saw the light and President Roosevelt ended Prohibition. The date was April 7th. So we now celebrate New Beer's Eve each year on April 6th. So grab a Sam Adams beer and toast to your ability to drink it. Ha ha. <laughs> we we might have thrown in the Sam Adams part. I actually, to celebrate, I actually have in my hand, I am drinking a Blue Moon. And Sully, before you say anything, there's no fruit. I didn't put an orange in it. It's just a... Straight from the bottle. Straight from the bottle, Blue Moon. And Roxy, what do you have? I have a Pinot Noir. Okay, so <laughs> Roxy's not playing along here. Now... The exciting news of the day, Littles, is that I actually see said glass of wine. I'm actually sitting more than six feet away from Roxy, but we are in the same room. How exciting is this, Roxy? It's so great to see your face. I mean, Whoa. like FaceTime is necessary at this point. Exactly. Like actual, How did this but well, well, so, we're safe. Yeah, we feel like we're safe. Roxy, you're okay if I. Yeah. Roxy is fully uh, intoxicated, and you she's mean- fully, and she's. <laughs> <laughs> she's Wait fully, a second. What's the word I'm looking for? Vaccinated. Vaccinated? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Roxy is fully vaccinated, and I am almost there. I get my second shot soon. So uh, like we said, we're still being careful, and we just wanted to do this together because we also, Littles, we finally got some new equipment. We're not totally there yet. We're, we're going bit by bit, but we're trying to improve a little bit, so we're very excited. So we did want to let you know we have some microphones now and some other minor equipment. It's not the podcaster because that's like $700. But, but it um, is a mixer. It's kind of a mixer, and we're, we're trying Old our best. We're, we're getting better for you. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you agree that it sounds better. And the most important part of this is we just want hang in there because obviously most of you know when we do these interviews with the Meet the Littles, they're a little bit of ahead of time, so we have time to edit and things like that. So there's still like three or four in the can. So just be patient. We're making the transition as we speak. Simon, you sound great, though. You Thank always you. sound great. Well, so. you know, I, I have my, my little voiceover booth here. Mm-hmm. I, I take issue with you drinking on new year on new beers eve because surely you're still breaking the law until the next day oh, oh good, well it's not a law now that was back then yeah well then that, right but what are you even celebrating by drinking <laughs> beer on we're pre-gaming 
Free gaming, isn't that <laughs> what they call it? Um, How does it feel to um, be across from each other? Like, oh, what, this... what? I don't even know what you two look like. I can only imagine <laughs> I know, the it's horrors. Been, it's been so long. I almost yeah. forgot about Chuck's baby blues. Oh, hey, Ooh, hey now. Blues. Hey, wow, wow. Littles. I'm at, no, I don't even know what I'm at because I only use the Loyal Littles podcast. I have a Twitter. I don't even know what it is. But now the funny part was, so we, we did get our beverages. I said, do you want a beer? I brought some beers to honor New Bears Eve. And Simon, I should have dropped one off considering you're right across the street, but I didn't. Funny Instead, part. Instead, I'm in my closet talking to my underwear. <laughs> yeah. They, so thanks. Well, thanks. You have your underwear. Drink. You have your underwear. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, so the funny part was, so I was being a gentleman and pouring Roxy the drink. And she said she was skipping out on the beer, but she wanted her wine. And I pour it and I bring it out. And she's like, um, what did you say to me? Uh, that's a white wine glass. Okay. Now, Littles, is this a thing really? Or are you pulling yes. my Yes. No, it's yes. a thing. It is a thing. It's oh. very much a thing. Okay. Well. Chuck here didn't know it was a thing, and I don't know. What are, what are you going to do? I poured it in a white wine glass? Yep. I don't even really want to get into the difference, what the differences are. <laughs> uh, let's start the show, finally. Real quick shout-out to Wolvie at Wolverine66. He was our 400th follower. I totally forgot to do that in our last episode. That actually happened last week. We're actually well on our way to 500. We're very excited when we get to 500. But Wolverine66, our 400th follower, unfortunately, you don't get anything for that. But we just wanted to say, hey, thanks. You get a shout-out on our podcast. Yeah, you get a shout-out. You get a shout-out. Yeah, right. Absolutely. That's huge. That is what about, huge. If you were know, 399, you'd be devastated. Right. That's true. <laughs> Maybe we should start announcing who 399 is. I think for safety, let's just spend the whole podcast announcing everybody. Every, that'd be fun. Yeah. All right. It's a 401. It, no, <laughs> Some updates real quick. Jared Schofer made his way to New Mexico. How cool is that? Yes. Now, he's he's our little that's walking across America. Uh, so he made it through Arizona. We're tracking him. I just want him to know. I hope, hope he's listening and encouraging him to keep going. We're following him on Instagram. So you should, too. It's at Jared2112. Now, that's J-A-R-A-D-2112. Now, more importantly, obviously, you know, he's trying to raise money for cancer research. So if you could, the information's there, but he also is accepting uh, donations on his Venmo, which is also at Jared2112. So help him out. I forget what he's trying to, what his goal is for the whole walk across America. But if you have any love, send it his way. I'm sure he'd love anything you can give. And the encouragement is always welcome for sure. All right. So now let's move to uh, some emails that we got from our fans. Now, Simon, you're getting mm. an email now. Oh, how about that? Exciting. Well, this might, a, this might have been a tweet. I think, well, it doesn't matter. Rupesh Sharma says, could you have Simon explain how he became a Bengals fan? And I was like, I would love to have Simon explain that. So I, I guess this means this is exciting that people are catching up on past episodes because I think that we I was going to say the, that was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, maybe or maybe they liked the episode so much that they went back and listened again. Let's go with that. I think it's probably that. Yeah, they probably must listened be that. That hundreds, hundreds of times. So yeah. you must have yeah. at one point brought up, I remember when Cleveland beat Pittsburgh or something like that, and I said that you were a Cincinnati, Cincinnati fan, excuse me. Uh, and that's, that's a compliment, Cincy fans. So, Simon, the floor is yours. Wow. I mean, it's not that interesting. It's, uh, I mean, basically... Well, I could would... you make it interesting for us? Because uh, it's a podcast. I'll try. Okay, so thanks. My dad was a spy and Wait, was sent all around the world. There's a lot of spy work to be done in Lexington, Kentucky. So I was born there because of my dad's job, not a spy. And then we moved to Cincinnati. The first year of my life, I was in Cincinnati. And so my dad obviously went to a lot of Bengals games and his friends took him to those. And so then I uh, just inherited it from my dad supporting the Bengals. That's, that's literally the whole story. 
Yeah. To be honest with wow. you, I knew that you were about to tell us when Chuck told you to make it interesting that you were going to tell us a, a little fib. But me being the gullible person that I am, there was a teeny tiny part of me that, that thought, thought your dad was a spy. Actually thought oh, your dad was a and spy. I've, yeah, and I've just, well, yeah, I mean, I don't actually know that he isn't. That's, you know, like, that's a good point. Uh, he, a good he point. would never tell me. And I did move around a lot as a kid. I lived in Singapore. I lived in Greece. Wow. And so it's possible. But yeah, the, the Bengal story is just that my dad supported them because we lived in Cincinnati. Gotcha. So, Perfect. Yeah. All right. Fair Perfect enough. cover. All right. Well, <laughs> exactly. now, Rox, you also got, I'm the only one that didn't get fan mail this week. So I'm a little bummed about that, but I'll get over it. So you actually got some fan mail too. I did. I yeah. did. Uh, I got a lovely message from David Spector. Ah, Bells um, Up Winery, at uh, Bells Up Winery on Twitter. Exactly, and at Bells Up Winery on Instagram. All right. So I got this lovely message from David about a couple episodes ago, I mentioned that I think I have some form of allergy to red wine. Every oh, time right, I drink right. it, I don't feel good. Um, you no, know, when you asked me to pour you red today, I was a little... I was like, what the heck? Okay, I just went with it. But anyway, well, go ahead. Thank David Spector to the rescue. Oh. Uh, first of all, I had no idea there was so much science involved in making wine. Now, obviously, thinking about it now, it's not so much that I didn't know. It's just I never thought about it. Sure. So I learned a lot from him from this message. And basically, he confirmed that I have a sensitivity to tannins, which are found primarily in red wines. It's due to things like the skin on the grapes and how long the skin is is touching the juices during fermentation and all of that. But he did say that if I tried Pinot Noir as a red wine, I should be fine. I should not have an allergic reaction to it. Is that what I poured you? That is exactly what you poured me. Well, a little warning would have been nice. I mean, what what happened if you did have a reaction to it and I didn't know what was going on? I mean... Well, I trust <laughs> David Spector with my life now, oh, well, so... Wow. Who wouldn't, right? Right. So... Thank you so much, David, for all of that information. And gosh, I love science. This is so cool. I love learning about it. That was awesome. Thank you, David. So David, so far so good. Yeah. Okay. And now the loyal littles have waited long enough. So let's first get to our big bracket challenge winners. And we're going to go with the overall highest points. And the winner with 1,410 points is, we're going to try to say this, we think it's pronounced Momirka1317. It's M-O-M-I-R-K-A-1317. We think it's Momirka. What an amazing job they did. They had the actual final game picked. They had Gonzaga taking on Baylor. And they actually, the predicted final score that you have to do for the tiebreaker, they had 83-81. So they were only three points off from Baylor's final score. Almost nailed it. So well-deserved win, Momirka1317. Now, what Roxy and I also decided to do was we were going to give out a prize for coming in last place. Now, you know, a lot of you, I've done a few of these bracket challenges where they do it like golf, lowest score wins. It's not as easy as you think it is to pick all losers, basically, because you want zero points would be the winner. So anyway, the winner this time, now there, there's a little discrepancy. Someone entered a bracket, but they didn't pick any games so obviously on the grid it looks like they won because they had zero points but that that's not going to count so we have the person who actually picked games but came in last 310 points and it is another it's it's just initials jrcjmu91 so i uh, maybe that's junior 
CJMU91. They had 310 points, so they came in 84th place. We had 85 people enter. So thank you all for taking part in our Loyal Littles podcast bracket challenge. This was a great turnout. So congratulations. You're going to get a little prize from our little prize closet as well. And then, Roxy, the one everyone's been waiting for, obviously, is our, what we're what we call it, clever name or just our favorite name of the brackets. We had it narrowed down. We did the 10, 8, 4. We had it down to the final two. And our winner is Roxy. It wasn't a spoiler. It wasn't a spoiler. Wins it. So those are our three winners in our Loyal Littles podcast bracket challenge. So thank you all for participating. It was a lot of fun. Now, the most important part, if you are one of those three winners that we called out, you need to get in touch with us because we have no idea who you are. And so please email us wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. I guess if you want to try to contact us on Twitter, that's fine too, at Loyal Littles Pod. But the best way is just email us wtfcpodnet at gmail.com so we can get your information, so we can send you your prizes. So how cool is that? I'm super excited. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun finding out who these people are because we honestly, we have no idea. So that's going to be fun and we'll get you those prizes out right away. Listen, you two, let's get out of here because our guest is uh, waited long enough. I mean, we've all waited long enough. I am so excited because it's Masters Week and we can't think of a better guest. Stay tuned. All you loyal listeners will be right back with Meet the Littles. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. played in this episode by Lainey Boldy and this song is called Grandson and if you like what you hear you can find Lainey at laineyboldymusic.com let me spell that real quick it's l-a-n-n-i-e b-o-l-d-e m-u-s-i-c dot com or you can reach out to him via email that's laineyboldymusic at gmail.com and as always we'll play the full song Grandson at the end of the podcast as you grow you'll have your place on my knee all right all you loyal littles it's now time for our favorite segment in yours it's time to meet the littles and fair warning yes there will be golf talk but hang with us because we've got a great guest for you today please welcome to the show jolene wojek hi jolene how you doing Hi, Chuck. Hi, Roxy. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? We're great. The pleasure's ours. So I I know you listen to the podcast, which is great. We usually start this way, but let's mix it up a little bit. I just need to know. Let's just dive right into the golf talk. What's it like? I mean, come on. How how many times have you been, been to the Masters? Actually, in 1997, I got practice round tickets. And then in 2004 is when we got our badges. And so I've been going really almost since 1997. So I feel very blessed, very, very lucky 
to be able to do this. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm done. Roxy, you got to take over. I'm super jealous. <laughs> I don't know. I might be almost done too. Yeah. Roxy My dad is going to be super too. jealous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy oh, story. It's, it's just, it was just luck. My name was just drawn from a waiting list and I, my name came up and they sent me a letter and I sent the letter back and the badges arrived. So it's crazy. Wow. Do you have Did, a sense of how long it takes to get off the waiting list on average? Well, it had been closed since the seventies. So when my name went on it in 1990, let's see, no, it's year 2000 is when they opened it up and now it's closed again. So you, wow. you can't get your name on it if you want your name on it. So it, it was just, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. just luck. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Roxy's dad, try to contain yourself here. This is like, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, we're speechless. So I don't, did you hear the story Roxy told that her dad got a hole in one recently, last late last year? Oh, no, I don't think I heard that. That's oh, great. I, I don't yeah, it was in November, was. just just after his uh, 65th birthday. And he's been going out all last year, every Monday morning at like seven o'clock is his tea time. He met this guy, they became golf buddies, and luckily this guy was with him because he had somebody to witness it, and his buddy was so excited, screaming, jumping up and down. Everyone else on the golf course around the different holes who heard it kept shouting, congratulations, and where's my free beer, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. and now, things like that. It was super exciting. Where do you stand on that? If you're by yourself and you get a hole in one, it counts, right? Oh, absolutely. But okay. what what a great deal to have people around you. And oh, I've yeah, never had one and sure. I've never, never been around anybody that's gotten one. So that's cool. Well, yeah. I, and I'm like, me too. And I'm like, are you kidding? If I get it on the green in one, I'm like, that's basically a hole in one for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if I'm, if I'm putting for birdie on a par three, that I'm good. That's, that's all I need in life. Right. So anyway, okay. Yeah. In all seriousness, let, let's go back now. Why don't you introduce yourself? I know most of the littles all know who you are. I mean, Tony drops your name like it's bird seed when he's in the park, you know, feeding the birds, but which is great, but tell everyone who you are, where you're from, all that good stuff. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the littles have moved around a lot, but I am born and raised here in Nebraska, been here my whole life, went to college here, got a finance business degree and then moved here to Grand Island, which is, it's about two hours from Omaha. I don't know if any of your touring has taken you, Chuck, to, to Omaha for any of the Many shows times. this far away. We'll get there. Okay. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. Absolutely. No, it's one of the topics I want to talk to you about because you have that on yeah. your list too. Yeah. So I moved to Grand Island, married my high school sweetheart, and we raised two daughters here who are both adults now. And actually, after, when I got out of college, um, I took a job as a bank examiner, and it was for an agency of the Department of Treasury. And so that started my trips to Washington, D.C. So I would go, this is late 80s, early 90s. I'd go to D.C. for a week, two weeks, three weeks for training or seminars or whatever. And so I started reading the Washington Post and so liked Tony's columns and then found the radio show and really from the beginning have been a fan of his. I liked, he covered sports, but he liked Broadway too. And he told people about shows he went to. And, mm -hmm. and so that was just fun to have someone that would talk sports and talk musicals, which is unusual. <laughs> Welcome to my yeah, life. And so we watched, <laughs> yeah, and we watched sports reporters. And then, so we were really excited when, when PTI came about and have watched that from the beginning, just liked all that he did. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question is when did you start? So it was 
in your travels going to DC and you started reading the post. Yeah. And then I actually did get to meet Tony on one of those trips. Oh, so wow. That was great. Now, th- yeah. would you have called yourself a little at this point? Was this before or after? Like, when was this? Oh, this was, well, I have, it was 2002. So yeah, okay. I would have been listening to the radio show. I was working there and in DC and he was doing the radio show from the ESPN zone with Andy Poland. And mm-hmm. I had listened over my noon hour once and someone had gotten an autographed baseball from him and sold it on eBay. And somebody bought that ball and sent it back to him because they thought he would be mad that somebody sold his autographed ball. So the next day we got done early So I went down to the ESPN zone and waited and they actually let me come in. So I got to meet him and we talked Husker football and talked a few other things. And then I had a book. I had the I'm back for more cash book with me. Mm -hmm. And so he dated it October 10th, 2002. And I was having to get signed for my husband. So it says for Tim, Jolene wanted you to have this. Isn't that sweet of her? Enjoy. Cheers, Tony Kornheiser. So he was just so nice about it. And so they let me sit through one segment and then it was a commercial break. And I asked for the baseball. I said, can I have that baseball? I swear I'm not going to sell it. And he debated about it. And then he actually kind of put his hand in the air like he does on PTI. He's like, give her the ball. He screamed at Andy. And so I actually have, I mean, you can't see it, but um, everyone on news channel eight, she's holding up the ball. That's amazing. Gosh. Yep. And so, and even back then, I, I remember there being a table with all kinds of food on it. So when I left, told him at the counter, I said, hey, make up three of your desserts and just send them in to him as a thank you. And so that was just, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't remember because he meets so many people, but um, yeah. that was before I had my master's badges or anything. And so I'm sure he doesn't remember, but it was great for me. And I have the book and I have the ball. Yeah. And that's the only time you've met him, right? Yes, I have never been to Chatter, kind of like you, Chuck. If if the Chatter thing had been going when I was going to D.C. all those times, I'd have been there for the podcast, for the trivia, books on Chatter. (laughs) (laughs) He was bartending. But that all happened. I switched jobs. And so my trips to D.C. stopped. And so I I haven't been to Chatter. uh, My sister did get me chatter t-shirts for christmas one year so i do have those and nice so we actually never went into this what do you do now okay well i did 22 years as a bank examiner and then i was in banking for 10 years and then i did a complete career change and now i am the director at a nonprofit. so it is connected with a school a Catholic school, and we're kind of like the fundraising arm of the school. So actually, yeah, so my office is actually up at the school, which is great because a lot of energy with the kids here. And then like sure. in the summer, it's kind of nice that it's quiet and then you're ready for them to come back again. So it's right. good. We do fundraising. And so one of the things we do is a golf tournament. So that's always fun. So I get to put together oh, a neat. golf tournament for a fundraiser. So can't beat that. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. So it's funny that you bring that up because I think I saw maybe on your Twitter page or your Facebook page that you redid the theater there, which obviously we think is great. So can you go into that a little bit? Oh, sure. So we have a big gala event in the in the fall in November every year, the live auction, silent auction. And we raised money in 2019 to redo the theater here at the school. It was built in 1956, so it had not been redone since then. And, wow. you know, with show choir and one act play and speech team and everything that a school has, it was a great thing to do. And the kids were so excited this past August when they came back and we had a new theater. And so it's been great. Wow. 
awesome. I actually had um, some littles that bought raffle tickets last year. So we sell expensive raffle tickets. And then we also have these $25 ones where you can win a thousand bucks or Apple AirPods. And so I always throw the link out there and actually had some littles that bought tickets last year. So that's so nice. Yeah. So nice. Hashtag littles helping littles. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. So I've done some homework. So I know, but maybe you should go into, obviously, Nebraska. It looks like you've tended to be a Chicago fan. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. My sister lived in Chicago for about 20 years. So our whole family is Cubs, Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, big Chicago fans. But probably the Cubs are my team. I try and get to games and listen to all their games throughout the year. So probably Chicago sports are my number one. Although I love golf, go to golf events, play golf, like to listen to the golf talk. Gotcha. All of that. And then also my daughters went to Creighton. I like Creighton basketball and it's great that they're in the big East because they played Georgetown and Mm -hmm. St. John's Providence, all those teams out East. So that's been a lot of fun. um, Yeah. Now, so my question, though, is what's your relationship with Wilbon then? Like, how's that? <laughs> I like listening to him always lament over all the Chicago sports because I'm usually feeling exactly like he is. <laughs> so it's all good when Wilbon's talking Chicago sports. I'm probably the only Bears fan that also cheers for the Cowboys. And I'm sure I'm the only Cubs fan that cheers for the Yankees. And that's because my dad... Whoa. Was a huge. My dad was a huge Yankees fan, and he was a huge Cowboys fan. And my husband is also both a Yankees and Cowboys fan. So I have to pull for him too, which is a little strange, but I do it. Okay. All right. Let's let's pause here for a second (laughs) because there's a lot there. First of all, is your husband a little? Um, he's so busy at work. He doesn't catch up on a lot of the podcasts, but he used to listen when it was on the radio and he watches PTI. And so yeah, he he knows. So he's not a tiny, but he's not. A hardcore little, I guess, is what we Correct. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, is he originally from Nebraska? Oh, yes. yes. Okay, so where did the Dallas and the Yankees thing come from then? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how, why my dad's a Cowboys. I know, well, my dad loved Tom Landry. He loved okay, him fair. wearing a suit and the hat and all of that. And my husband just grew up pulling for the Cowboys. So we don't have well, any professional teams here in Nebraska. Right. So you got to pick right. somebody. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it, I know it's cliche, but even I got to be honest, as a kid, I didn't really have a football team. I didn't start rooting for the Saints till I was probably in like eighth or ninth grade. And hello, it's cliche, but it's America's team or it was right. America's team. So and you just see that star on the helmet and you just always rooted for the Cowboys. So I, I get that one. The Yankees, uh, not so much. Anyway, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Mad respect. Mad respect for the Yankees. Okay, now, we know you've had many of emails read on the show and stuff like that. Now, is there a, a favorite one you have? Well, I don't know about favorite, but I can remember my first one because it was right Ooh. after the Super Bowl. And this was back when you could follow along with the, the radio show online. So I was on Bill's you know, message board. And so I actually heard it read live. And it was he was complaining about the advertising and the marketing. It was something about a jean commercial and a beer commercial and Who are you marketing to? Kind of say that you should market to the guys. And so I wrote in, you know, I may not buy all the jeans and beer for this household, but I do buy about everything else. So you might want to let them market to the gal. Something along those lines. He just loved loved it and he laughed and he read that one. So that was my first one. I used to 
send quite a few in and you know you always write some good ones they don't get read but then I my job got really busy and I switched jobs and so I just didn't send them in very often but I think just because you know, Tony kind of followed anything with the masters and anything I sent with that. Suddenly they were reading anything I sent in. So I feel pretty yeah. lucky because I think Nigel and Michael were looking out for me a little bit because I seem <laughs> to have have them on a little more often than I thought. So Right. Well, because it supports Michael's golf talk and that <laughs> stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of hate on that. I, I just don't I, I never understood that. But, you know, I, I mean, I, I get that it's not your thing because there's you know, when they talk about hockey, it's like, I well, I know they hardly ever do. But <laughs> I mean, I'm just not a hot. I, I, sorry, Bobby. I'm just I'm getting better. I'm just not a diehard hockey fan. So but uh, I'm fine with it anyway. Um, now. So going back about a month or so, was that, I'm going to just reference it, the shout out on PTI. What was that like? Now, was that the first one that you've ever had? Yes. That's the first time he's ever said anything on PTI. Now, that was the third time that I've done Fortune Teller back when, I don't know how, but one of the times that I sent something into the show, I think it was Black Licorice. He had talked about Black Licorice. So when I sent in like a Christmas card, I sent some licorice along and because my dad loved black licorice and somehow it made it over to Bonnie. And so Bonnie had kind of started a little bit of correspondence with me since then. And so she had called me several different times, you know, you want to be on fortune teller. And so I had been twice before. And then when she called that day, she said, all right, I'm going to tell Tony doing a question. And so I don't know if she kind of tipped him off. And then that's why he said that. But that was crazy that he actually said that. And I'm surprised how many people are watching live. I just happened to be home that day. Now that airs 430 our time. So everybody's at work. And normally I watch it taped, but I happened to be home that day and I did watch it live. And my phone kind of blew up. Blew up, right. Surprised (laughs) how many people are actually watching the show live. And I couldn't believe it. That was so nice of him. And nice of Bonnie to to do that too. I'm sure she had a big part of that. I mean, that's that's the dream for me anyway. Roxy and Chuck, that's our dream. Uh, <laughs> Ro- Roxy's actually referenced her dream, but that's a whole other story that we'll probably yeah. Never, yeah, we've done that on it a previous podcast. It will probably never happen. Yeah. So now we have to go back to the Masters. Obviously, there must be some really good stories with, especially involving Tony. So what do you got? Well, I just, you know, and listening to the golf talk and Michael started being on the show more, I thought, well, I should let Tony know. He'd probably be interested on how somebody, some gal in Nebraska ends up with badges. And so I thought, I'll write a note. And actually, I typed it out and it was a whole page. And that's when he was going to the Palm for dinner a lot. And people were sending him letters to the Palm. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if anybody had actually sent him like a package. So I had some really nice master's ball markers. I think I sent him six of them and along with this letter and I mailed it to the Palm. Well, that Friday morning on the podcast, he said he was going to dinner there that night. And I looked at my tracking and it had been delivered. So I actually called the Palm and I said, you know, Tony said he's coming in. If you could make sure he gets that package, um, that Mm -hmm. would be great. And later that night, then the DC Palm actually tweeted out a picture of Tony holding the package. So I knew he had gotten it. And then the next day, and this was back when Michael was on Twitter a little more, he actually put a photo of the letter and uh, the ball markers and said, thank you. But then on Monday, Tony read the whole letter on the air, almost all of it, which I was surprised because I didn't really think he'd do that. I just thought he'd get a kick out of how I got him. And so he read the whole letter on the air. And so then I thought as much as he liked that. So then every year since that, 
I've pretty much sent them something, whether it's cups or I did a sippy cup when Michael first had Bootsy. Um, I've sent Tony socks, master socks, just whatever little things. And then I usually have a little story from whatever happened that year at the masters. And sometimes he reads them and sometimes he doesn't, which is fine. But I do get nice notes from Michael or Gary or David Aldridge or whoever I've sent. If I send a a bunch of ball markers or pins or cups, I think Tony shares it with everybody. So they've all been, all the bigs have been really great about contacting me and just thanking me. And a lot of them, their goal is to get to the master someday to watch it. So I I always think um, you're all bigs. You can get to the master. (laughs) I think you can do it. (laughs) Right. That's what I would think. But I don't know. Now, are you able to go this year to the Masters? How's that working out? Usually in January, we we pay for our tickets and get our badges, but we got an email saying that it was going to be limited patrons this year. And then about two weeks later, I got an email that said I was not selected. So I think you've got to be... Yeah, I think you've got to be pretty, you've got to be connected some way to get to go this April. Um, It will be interesting when it's on the air to see how many people are actually there following the groups. Now, Um, good for you for not immediately forwarding that to Michael and Tony, because I bet (laughs) they might have been able to help you out with that. (laughs) I did let Michael know, and he he said sorry the other day on the podcast that I wasn't selected. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I'm gonna miss that. That's so funny. Oh, that's terrible. So this will be two years in a row, then, right? Yeah. There were no yeah, fans. Yeah, it was last... so. Yeah, it was so strange watching it in November, wasn't right? it? Right. Yeah, yeah. It was a little weird. I mean, at least it was there, though. I guess is how I'd word it. But yeah, it was. It was a little weird. And, yeah, uh, and it was a great four days, though. Oh, it was. And actually, what they did is they allowed us to order things. So, like, I was able to order cups, and my sister and I got cups. And you could do the pimento cheese and the egg salad and the barbecue pork and the master's chips and cookies and popcorn. So we actually had like this package sent to us before the tournament started, and so we actually had our egg salad and pimento sandwiches during the master. So I kind of felt like I was there a little bit. Oh, oh nice. Was, That's really nice. They did that. Mm. Yeah, it was. And then we actually could order the gear and the, all the stuff online this year, which usually mm. doesn't ever happen. Um, right. So I don't know if we're, they're going to do that again, since they're going to allow people in. So that was probably a one-time deal since it was in November. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was really interesting watching without any fans Although there were, I forget which which tournament it was, but there was a big fence that they had built up to keep people from congregating and watching. But you could see people trying to peek through the fence and climb up on the fence to look over. It was it was so interesting. And also to hear the different takes on it. Some golfers prefer the fans and some golfers actually felt they did better without. So it, it was really interesting. All right. So anyway, so well, you can stick around, right? Sure. Absolutely. Okay, all right, because we're going to take a quick break because we've got a lot more to get into because now we're going to get into the entertainment world, I guess is how we'll call it, because you have other interests besides golf. So, uh, all right, Little Littles, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Roxy. We've got some sponsors to thank. 
Yeah, first up, we've got Rich Ottinger. We actually have his book here with us, signed copy for the lucky winner. The book is called Do You Serve Food Here? On Serving Stupidity and Life. And you can find his book at richottinger.com. Let me spell that for you. That's R-I-C-H-O-E-T-T-I-N-G-E-R.com. And let's not forget Steve Osbolt, the great and flavorful from Emerald City Catering. And he's giving one of the lucky winners some of his very own barbecue sauces. He's got his original barbecue sauce, a.k.a. the everything sauce. Bold Barbecue, Buffalo, Buffalo Wild, Chipotle Buffalo, Jamaican Jerk, Teriyaki, and Brat Sauce. His version of the Secret Stadium Sauce. And he says he'll ship a three-pack anywhere in the U.S. for $35, tax included, and they add a fourth bottle for Littles at no charge. And he says the easiest way to order is to message him or send an email to info at emeraldcitycatering.com. That's info at emeraldcitycatering.com, and Steve will take good care of you. Thank you so much to both our sponsors for your generous contributions. So talk about the ultimate hashtag Littles Helping Littles. Thanks again, you two, for sponsoring the Loyal Littles Bracket Challenge. What's next, Roxy? Back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we have Jolene with us today, and we are so lucky because we are getting some great master's stories. And uh, yes, it's golf talk, but it's good golf talk. We're going to call it that. And uh, But there's another side of you. You, like Tony, as you referenced, and honestly, that was one of the first things that drew me to him, I think, was he gives so much props and just so much, I don't even know, attention, I guess we'll call it, to the Broadway world and just the entertainment world in general. I remember back in the days when he would almost every episode or every week, he would give us an update on American Idol and those kind of shows and things like that. I do remember those shows, too. I mean, you think about it. American Idol was on weekly. And then The Americans was another show that that Tony liked where everybody had to watch each week. And then you'd come on the the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And you'd come on the podcast and he'd discuss it. And, you know, you can't even do that anymore because people are going to binge watch a whole show. And Michael kind of referenced about how they're missing a little bit of the culture that they used to have as part of the show when they would talk Mm. more about TV shows and things that people were watching. But yeah, I do like that about Tony because he does like Broadway. So speaking of, you say you're a big Broadway fan and a Barbara Streisand fan. Now I've made reference to her many times on the podcast. (laughs) I actually equated Jason Fuse with her, you know, with the voice of butter. I mean, come on. I mean, it's like, hello. So give us your favorite Barbara Streisand movie moment, anything? You know, she's retired a few times, but the first time she was Uh going to retire, she did two shows in L.A. and two in New York. So I have a good friend. So her and I decided we had to go out to L.A. and we bought tickets that were kind of mid-level and saw her in person and then decided that we had to go the next night, too. So we actually found somebody that had a connection to the show, even though it was sold out and we got tickets for the next night. So we went to her back to back nights in LA. And then we also saw her in Chicago, the same friend and I, she's a diehard. And so we went to Chicago and and saw her there as well. So yeah, one of my favorite recordings has to be the New Year's show she did in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Millennial for the, I believe it was the 99, 2000. I could be wrong on that. But no, it was a, you're right. 
Yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorite recordings. Great. Now, what year did you see her? I the saw her time? in 2006 with Chicago. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, that uh, yeah. you saw her three times? I've seen her four. No, five. Oh, Sorry. Killing me, Smalls. All right. <laughs> I, so, I saw her twice in Vegas. <laughs> wow. Okay. So now doing my homework a little bit, because you actually, you're going to make me even more jealous, because you've been to my, you know, we all have, well, let me ask you this question. What's the one concert you would want to see now? And this might have changed because of the pandemic. But is there who's the one person you haven't seen that you just like, oh, I got to see them? I've seen him before, but I haven't seen Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. And I would like to do that. Uh And the other one's probably Andrea Pocelli. Ooh. Pocelli. Very good choices. Now, I saw him way back when, but it was in Albany, New York. It wasn't at Madison Square Garden. So that's a good one. However, A1 on my list is someone you've seen, because I've seen pictures, Elton John. Now, what was that like? Oh, yes. What was that? He was great. He was was really great. He did. I saw him twice, actually. Actually, three times, because I did go to the Billy Joel, (laughs) the Billy Joel, Elton John one they did together. Oh, that would have been And then I did the Yellow Brick Road tour, which was his final one in Omaha, and saw him there. So it was amazing. You know, he's just such a performer. He can't hit some of the high notes anymore, but um, he plays that piano, and it's just, just great. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. (laughs) All right. So now let's get to more our world, actually. So you're a big Broadway fan now. Now, you had referenced earlier, and I said we'd get back to it. Omaha. Now, where where exactly are you in Nebraska? Grand Island. So it's about two hours from Omaha. And how close to Lincoln? Hour and 20 from Lincoln. Okay. So do you go to the Leeds Center there at all? Uh Uh-huh. To see shows? Okay, because that's where I've last played. We I played there two years ago at the Leeds Center, and I'd say about three or four years ago I was in Omaha, uh, and I at, can't remember the at name. At the, of Orpheum? the Orpheum. The Orpheum. Okay, I thought it was an Orpheum, but because there's so many Orpheums around the country. But yeah, I mean, such a great place. Now, it's I, I should tell you a, a funny story. My first experience in Omaha was not so great. Back in 1998, it was my first tour that I played there. And I played Lincoln before this, but it was my first time in Omaha. It was my first big tour, I guess I would call it. It was Victor Victoria starring Tony Tennille. A lot of the littles probably don't know this, but when you tour Broadway shows, uh, maybe I'm guessing you might know this, you might not. You do not tour with the full orchestra, okay? The actors all tour, They and, and what they do is they bring a core group of musicians and a core group of backstage crew people. And then the rest are all locals that are hired in, okay? So on Victor Victoria, we had four musicians that traveled, and then the rest of like the 16 to 18 piece orchestra, now that varies depending on the show, obviously, are all hired locals. And I have to tell you, no offense to your hometown, <laughs> and I have a happy ending to the story, but th- it was one of the most horrific experiences of my life. Now, oh, no. I don't know if it was because it was a new show. Victor Victoria had never been done on Broadway. It's not like it was Sound of Music, Fiddler on the Roof, where we're doing a revival and it's coming back through town. This was, a, you know, back then it was new. I mean, the movie was there and there was a movie soundtrack, but there was no Broadway sound. You know what I'm saying? It was fairly new. Yeah, it was just, it almost made me want to leave the business. It was. Oh, like, no. <laughs> well, it was hard because I was a young kid. I really was. I was 23 years old. It was my first time doing a tour like that. And to go home and not be proud of what you're doing, I mean, it was just, it was really difficult to drag them along because you're really dragging these. Now, in, in their defense, let me let me set this up real quick. When we get to a new town, we have one rehearsal with the new orchestra. They get three to four hours and that's it. 
on Tuesday and then they take a break and then we go and open the show. You know, it's not like all the actors who have been, we've been doing the show for months sometimes, or even when the actors start the show, we get like two to two weeks to four weeks of rehearsal in New York. And then we tech the show and all that stuff. These poor local musicians. So I am kind of sticking up for them. It's not an easy gig at all. However, the happy story, the last time I was there, which was about three years ago with White Christmas, one of the best orchestras we ever had. And I've been doing that oh. show for 10 years. So shout Good. out to the Omaha Good. Orchestra. Now, I don't know. Well, I do know what's changed. And it's, it usually has to do with contractors and the people who hire the local musicians and things like that. But yeah, so I did want to give that quick shout out. Now, yeah. so for you, what, what's been your favorite show you've seen there? Um, I would say probably Hamilton. Hamilton toured mm-hmm. and came through there. So I went, took my daughters and my sister. We went for my birthday. And then my sister and I went back another night. So we saw it twice in Omaha. Wow. Which was great. And then Les Mis, that's always been one of my favorites. So I saw that there. And I, I, you know, I go to Lincoln and Omaha. And then when I used to travel, Chicago, New York, try and always see shows. But I like sure. just even the three high schools here in town when they do shows, you know, I go oh. to the local things. And my daughter was in community theater for a while. So she did Brigadoon and Oliver. And um, so I just like supporting that because I just it's just great. Oh, and it just good. adds something more to your community too if you've got good community theater sure absolutely and pretty much all of us that's where we started so it's so important you can't reference that enough uh and so of course um i absolutely love when they did the hamilton the jinglers oh yes that that was (laughs) so amazing so much talent uh writing it and singing it performing it i mean that was just crazy and, and you know, Tony just, he loved it so much. You could just, um, oh, yeah. if you watched that Jingle Fest recording when they sang it live oh. to him, I mean, they all thought it was so good. That was insane. I mean, I, as a musician, professional musician, I was just speechless. And I, I've definitely told that story on the podcast a bunch of times. You know, I just stopped in my tracks and just listened. And it was just like amazing. Now you saw Hamilton in Chicago as well, right? Yeah, so um, yeah. one of the first performances. It was it was really er- early on in the in the one there, and I actually helped. Like I think KJ with her and the Hall of Famer were going to Chicago, and I just from buying so many tickets in Chicago. There's a restricted view seat, like about uh-huh. row four, and yep. the seat right next to it is a you know full price, and you really there's not much of a restricted view, and you get it at about a third of the cost. So. Yep. I like sitting in about row four for some of these, and we've been lucky enough to do it. And so for Hamilton, we were right up front for both nights that we went in Chicago. Again, just because kind of know the theater and know how to buy the tickets. Yeah. No, I played that theater. It was the LaSalle Bank when I played it. Now it's something different. But um, yeah, I saw that. Actually, you got to see our good, uh, my good friend Miguel. He was Hamilton in that, uh, that Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Another softball player. Great softball player. Have Is that be- right? Oh my gosh, he's a great softball player. I'm, he'll probably never hear this, but absolutely, I had the privilege of playing on two different teams with him. So now you reference you get to New York. What about New York? It, the actual Broadway, as they say. Do you have a favorite show there? You know, I've seen Wicked a lot of times, and oh, okay. we were there for the Creighton was playing in the Big East tournament, and my daughter was on the dance team, so she got to oh, dance at Madison Square Garden, which was just really great. It's oh, so fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so we did see Wicked when we were there. That's probably the favorite one that I've seen there, or Jersey Boys. Both of those oh, yeah. are, are great yeah. to see in New York. 
Right. Now, do you mind if Roxy tells a quick story? No. It's, it's your interview. Well, that's funny. We, we've been trying because people have been getting on us about not telling our story. And I don't know. This yeah. is supposed to be about you littles, you know? And so we try to, <laughs> I try to sprinkle. So I've been trying to get better about when I can find a relatable story to sprinkle in. So Roxy, why don't you tell the littles about your time at Madison Square Garden when you got to do something really cool? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I was part of a, it was a, sort of a team building activity that I was doing with my job. And we got to, it was an amazing race around the city, basically. And one of the things, one of the clues was to get down to Madison Square Garden. And when we got there, we got to go out on the ice and what is it? Shoot, shoot, try to shoot. <laughs> oh, Bobby, Bobby. Don't I don't even know. I don't know hockey that well, but um, you yeah, got, got to go, go to Madison Square Garden, go on the ice and shoot a goal. I mean, how yes. cool is that? Oh, and my God. I actually got my team's winning goal. I only made one shot that but went in, was... but it was the one that gave us the edge over everyone else. So we ended up winning that challenge. <laughs> Oh my God. That's I mean, a great story. Right. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Like I, I, Bobby, Bobby, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't, in her defense, she didn't know she was telling the story. So she didn't get to practice the story. <laughs> um, oh yeah. That's like, I, I wasn't even there. And I think it's one of the coolest things I've ever heard, you know, to be able to like go on yeah. the actual ranger ice and score a goal. Now you said your daughter was on the dance team. Yeah, she was on the dance team at Creighton, and that's when Doug McDermott, he was college player of the year. That was his senior oh, year. Neat. So that was their first year in the Big East, and he's with the Indiana Pacers now. So right. um, follow him. But yeah, she that was great. They got to go to the NCAA tournament down in San Antonio and fly with the team. And it was a oh great freshman year at college for her. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's so amazing. Cool. All right, so let's get back to some of the other stuff. This has been a new kind of fun question for a lot of people. What is the one thing that Tony does that drives you the most nuts? You know, I don't really have anything that drives me crazy. I'm not a huge fan of Luke Russert when he has him on. Okay. Um, but one thing I do like about Tony is, okay, I'm Catholic, and he's most of us know that he's Jewish. And whenever there's like a Jewish feast day or uh, days that they need, he takes off from the podcast and he takes yeah. off from PTI. And you can tell that he follows it. So I just think that's kind of refreshing. You don't hear that much, someone doing that. And he, he always does that. So I think that's kind of cool to have somebody out there that says that he's going to do that. And he does it every year. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So Roxy, do you have anyone? I actually have, I want to go back to the golf really quick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who would you who would you say is your favorite golfer? Well, if I'm going way back, it's Freddie Couples. I've always mm -hmm. been a Couples fan. He won it in 1992, won the Masters. Um, but I am a Tiger fan. I I've yeah. always liked Tiger, even through all his troubles. I rooted for him, and when he won again, that was crazy. Uh, it was great to be there. I was there for two days of the tournament. My husband was there for two days, and. And it, it was crazy. But I also, I want Ricky Fowler to do well. I want him to win yeah. the Masters one year. Yeah. One I like the him. Masters, yeah. One thing about the Masters is once you win it, you get to come back every year. And so that's why Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer and everybody kept coming back. Other right. tournaments aren't like that. So I want Ricky to win so that I can watch him play and, you know, <laughs> for a long, long time. Right. Sure. Well, you named all the ones that we, we were, you know, because we're both Tiger fans and, uh, 
Yeah. You, Rox, you really like Ricky. I like Ricky too. I, I really do. So I, I do have a quick follow up. So who's your favorite person you've seen win the tournament in person? It would probably, I wasn't there when Tiger won. Probably Phil um, yep. in 2004 oh. when he won his first Masters and he did his little jump. You know, it wasn't very high, but he jumped mm-hmm. off. He, my sister and I were about uh, probably in row eight on the 18th green. Wow. Um, and he jumped towards us facing us and that was just crazy yeah. uh to be there wow. for that so that that was probably the highlight 2006 he also won it and we were there and he was in the last group with freddie couples that day so i was really pulling for fred to win his second master's jacket he didn't do it phil won again that I just that's amazing i just i've never even been to like a, a real turn i've always <laughs> wanted to go but mm-hmm. I've never been to even a real, you know, even the one over in Jersey that yeah. they play every year. Is I don't know if they play it every year. But um, so another question actually is, what is your favorite course you've ever played? I have played in Scotland once when we were over there. But I think my wow. favorite course is Prairie Dunes down in Kansas. Played it a couple mm-hmm. times and I just love the layout of it. It's kind of, they kind of call it like a, a Scotland course here in the Midwest. Um, that's probably my favorite that I've played. Well, Jolene, you know, we can't thank you enough for all these amazing stories. I mean, this has just been, I know Littles, it's a lot of golf talk, but this has been the best golf talk we could ever ask for, I think. Oh, yeah. Roxy and I are both golfers, so we're totally into it. And to have you as a guest, especially with the Masters coming up, I mean, this is this has been great. So as an homage to the show, we'll get you out here on this. Who you got? So why don't we do this? Who do you think will win and who do you want to win? Well... I always pull for Freddie, of course. I'd love to see him win again, but I think his time has passed. So I always pull for somebody that I want to see every year there. So I am going to pick Rory McIlroy this year. Uh, Now that's who you want to win or you think he will win? Kind of both. Okay, okay, great. Um, He had that big lead in 2011 going into Sunday, and then he just fell apart. And he's Mm. just not quite been the same at the Masters since then, but I'm hoping this is the year. And he's he's never won it, right? Correct no, me? he has not. Yeah, no. I didn't think so. Okay. Yeah. And other than during the Ryder Cup, where, of course, I don't pull for him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, do, I do like Rory, so I'd love to see yeah. him win it. Yeah, so he's I'll definitely due, for sure. Okay. All right, all you littles picking games, get over there. Make your bets. <laughs> She's got Rory winning it all. So, all right. This has been fantastic. We can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing your stories with all the littles. I know they appreciate it. It's great to hear every week from all the littles and you know I, I appreciate you doing the podcast it's great to know more about the people that we some of them that we've never met that we just know on social media so it's great mm-hmm. to hear their voices and hear their stories shout out to all the littles out there thank you Jolene again it's been a pleasure it really has all right all you loyal littles we'll be right back you're listening to the loyal littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network now back to the show Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And thank you, Jolene, again for coming on. So, Littles, what we're going to do now, we're going to get away from the golf talk to then come back to the golf talk a little bit. Not much, not too much. But we had some other emails and stuff to get into. And we wanted to, uh, this one came from Adam Benson. And he said, Hey, Chuck and Roxy, I'm watching hashtag the Moody's. And your friend Josh Shagara is on the show. And uh, Simon, you know who that is as well, obviously. Uh And I just replied, oh, yeah, he is. Now, Littles, if you have not started watching the Moody's, Simon, did you see the It's the New Season? No, I haven't watched it at all. Oh, oh, 
Ooh. I know that he's on FBI, but I didn't yeah. know he was in. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Simon. Okay, so I'm. Gonna, this is for you and the Littles. If you haven't, it re-aired this past year, but it first aired like two years ago, Roxy, something like that. Something like that. And it was a like a holiday-esque. It was four episodes kind of thing. It was very short, maybe six. I don't even think it was. I think it was like four episodes. So look it up, The Moody's. And it was a very holiday. It was in like Christmas time because it was very Christmas oriented and stuff like that. So anyway, so he was on that and it did so well, it got picked up for, as a series. So I don't know how many episodes this new series is. We weren't even sure if, I don't want to, no spoiler alerts, because there was sort of like a plot. I mean, he doesn't die or anything, obviously, in it. But there was a plot point where we were like, oh, man, maybe they're not going to have him back. Well, Josh is back. Should I tell them? What? Well, that I, he's back? I was kind of, well, and I was kind of. Just you could say Josh is on it, and he's. Yeah, but I was kind of texting with Josh, and, uh, you know, he said oh. he might, might want to come on the podcast someday. That's right. Oh. So that would be fun, I think. And uh, so we'll see. He's also, though, he's not a social media guy. So for all you fans that are looking for him on Twitter and Instagram. You he's, won't he, find him. You won't find him. He hates all that stuff. He won't even do Zoom. He goes, so he's like, if you don't mind, he's like, I'm going to film something and then I'll be back in a couple of weeks. He's like, maybe we can do it then if it's safe and blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'd rather do it in person than on the Zoom totally. or Skype or whatever. I agree. So, this is so much better. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's great. This is, this is so great. Anyway. So yes, the Moody's don't thank you, Adam, uh, for writing in on that. And so next we had a couple, we had a couple people write in about, we mentioned just off the cuff. We didn't think it was going to have such a big to do, but timeless. Now, yeah. Littles, if you haven't seen Timeless, I mean, it's one of the... I, Freaking awesome. Now, look, full disclosure, I was never a Quantum Leap guy. A lot of people that saw Timeless, they were like, yeah, it's, it's Quantum Leap for the whatever modern year it was, modern day. day and whatever. I was like, okay, fair enough. I didn't really watch Quantum Leap, but there were some really good... It was more for me, and again, I didn't see Quantum Leap, so they might have done the same thing, but it was all these themed episodes, like when Lincoln got shot and mm -hmm. Al Capone, and mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that the were Hindenburg really... Explosion. Hindenburg explosion. Hindenburg explosion. Um, Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, Speaking of prohibition, yeah, Bonnie and Clyde was a oh, great episode. That was so, so good. Simon, you weren't a timeless person, were you? I, I feel like I'm haven't watched any of these shows you're saying so oh, far. Oh wow, you know, sorry. I'm just such a fanatic of The Bachelor that I couldn't possibly <laughs> think <laughs> about watching. Well, you don't have the time for yeah. anything else. Well, Simon, now I heard from a little birdie that you started The Crown. Just saying. That is true. I did. I finally gave in to all the peer pressure <laughs> and started watching it. I really, I was, I had, I had set myself to just not watch it. I was like, I'm just not going to, not going to do it. Wow. But it's actually very good. It's yeah. Makes you yeah. feel any better. I haven't started it at all. I'm holding out. So, but I did want to just say Oz, the great and flavorful at Emerald City Catering. He, uh, he wrote and he wrote, agreed. Timeless was great. Aside from having the gorgeous Abigail Spencer, which I highly agree. And I think you do too, Roxy. She's great. She's, yeah, she's amazing. On it, I'm a huge Goran Viznik fan. I'm sure I butchered that last name, but he's great on the show too. Yep. It also has Matt Lanter, Malcolm Barrett. Yeah. And kind of on that same base, not timeless, but Eric Lonergan writes in, he says, if Roxy hasn't seen the movie About Time, watch it today. Roxy, yeah. you got plans for tonight. I do. It's, I'm excited. I've heard of it. Oh, have you? Yeah, He absolutely. said it's, it's my favorite movie of the last decade. Rom-com take on time travel. I think she will love it. So, uh, yeah. And Rachel McAdams stars in that. And I love her in the notebook and, Oh wow. Um, I didn't know that. Wow. Similar themes. Okay. Mean girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to starting that yeah. very soon. All right. So now bear with us, loyal listeners real quick. We're going to bring this back to golf talk. So what we have, we thought this would be fun. Seriously. If you haven't visited yet, Bob Sproul created the group Littles Picking Games 
head over there if you want to follow it. He does, I mean, this is really kind of cool. He does all these fun little games mm-hmm. and they cost nothing and he gives away prizes. I mean, of as small monetary value. Of small monetary value. But still, that's kind of cool. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. So he did one for the football and he did one for the NCAA, which was not brackets. It was totally a different thing. He can't, It's a, it's it a confidence pool. Confidence pool. And so that's been a lot of fun. I won't spoil. We already have the winner for that, but I'm not going to spoil it for him. I'm going to let him do the announcing of that. But now he's doing one for the Masters. So I thought we would do our quick picks. I didn't really get it. I mean, I do love golf and I play golf and all that stuff, but I've never seen this grouping. I actually went back and called our today's guest, Jolene, for a little help. So I'm totally admitting that. <laughs> and um, I totally called my dad. Because <laughs> she's like all over it. She's great. And um, I called no one and I'm still going to win. And you're good. But this, that littles, that's what we're going to do. This is going to be like our equivalent of Phil's mom's bracket, I think, because he does. Simon doesn't really know much. You said you you do know kind of golf. I know a few names here and there. Okay, so I sent him over the bracket or it's not really a bracket. It's a list of names essentially in groups and you have to pick one from each group. And this is just proof that Simon, you're going to probably bury me. I don't know about you, Roxy. And uh, luck of the draw, really. Yeah, true. Especially with golf, I feel like. Okay, so group A, Roxy, who you got? I'm going to go with, I want to go with Bryson DeChambeau because I like his name, but I think I got to go with Dustin Johnson. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Final answer. Final answer. Okay, Simon, who you got? Uh, am I, are we allowed to do the same name? Sure. Because I think, I think I've heard of Dustin Johnson and, uh, <laughs> and I think I've heard of Justin Thompson, but Thomas. I have a feeling that... <laughs> Oh, Thomas. So I obviously never heard of him then. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like Dustin Johnson's won a few things, if my, my weird has. memory has. Thinks. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Dustin, Dustin Johnson. Okay, so we got two know? Dustin Johnsons. Well, you know what? I was going to actually go with Justin or Justin. I just now... <laughs> what? That made me laugh. Okay. So, but actually, hello, Bryson. I didn't even see him in this column. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go with Bryson. Hello, he hits the ball a ton. He's like ridiculous. They, they like... Altered a hole he because hits of him. the ball a ton. <laughs> I think a lot of golfers hit a lot of balls quite frequently. I would, I would say. All right, easy uh, killer. Well, and then wasn't the... wasn't John Rahm the one who got the hole in one that basically skipped over the water? Yeah, but that's but that's like a one shot, one in a million. That's oh wow! Like... So Roxy actually knows everything about golf. As no, well. I know nothing. Apparently, well, her dad did get a hole in one recently. He did late last year. I'm so still very wow. proud. Anyway, I. Uh, group B, Simon, you go first this time. Oh, uh, well, I don't want to be obvious and go with Rory McIlroy. So, you know what? I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give Lee Westwood another shot at, at fame here. Oh, yeah. all right. That was kind of, he's a, he's a Brit, you know, I, I like to support my Brits, you know? Right. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go second this time. I'll go with Brooks. Kepka. Kepka. Thank you, Roxy. You're welcome. Um, I know what my dad would have gone with. Well, then go with that. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Ooh. Luckily Irish. Here we go. All right, Group C. I'm going to go first this time. And I'm going to go with Louis Oosthuizen. Love it. Love that name. All right, so I don't know. My Roxy, turn. you go second? Okay. I'm going to pick Hideki Matsuyama. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to go with, uh, I believe he's South African, isn't he? Louis Oosthuizen? Um, I think so. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going to go with no him. All right. I mean, if he's not, it's a very South African name if he isn't. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we can move on to Group D, the last one. And so, Roxy, it's your turn in the rotation. I think I'm going to go with, I've seen some good things from Abraham Answer. So I think I'm going to go with him. Okay. 
got to be Justin Rose all the way. Mm-hmm. Good one, good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was leaning towards him too, but uh, just to be different, because uh, I really don't also know kind of what I'm doing here, but I, I guess you just pick who you think is going to be left. I'm going to go with Kevin Na. Why not? Why not? What's my prize when I win this? I'm not sure. We're not sure. I well, mean, I, I mean, there's got to be a good prize for this. I just put a lot of effort into picking <laughs> random names from a chart, so I want my reward. You well, know? see, we've never won one of these, so we don't know what the prize is. I, I feel bad because he was counting on us to win, what was it, the football one? Because mm-hmm. he said he picked, he already had it picked out, what it was going to be. And I was actually in the top for that, but I lost in the last, during the Super Bowl, I guess, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, unfortunately, I lost out. So I don't know what these prizes are. I'm sure they're fun. But like we said, Littles, check out Littles Picking Games. It's a group on Facebook. It's a lot of fun. And he does these things. It's really great. So thank you, Bob, for that. And Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCPodNet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at LoyalLittlesPod. We are also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And on Facebook, don't forget our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. I mean, Littles, if you could see, I, I'm for the first time seeing her do this in person, and it's hilarious, I have to say. I'm such an idiot. She's sitting here like, <laughs> you could see her thinking. It's a lot to remember. It, uh, Roxy, I've said from day one, thank goodness you do that, because I would screw that up so bad. So I really appreciate you for that. Oh my God. I can't even say the words, use the code. I I always say use the codes, plural. And every time I'm like, wait, that's not what anyone else is saying. Well, what does Chuck say? Use the coupon? I think he he says like use the coupon or something. So anyway. He also thought you could reach us at like Siri or something at one point. Siri. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Loyal listeners, we hope you enjoy the golf. We hope you're enjoying the baseball. That's our favorite sport. And the cricket, right, Simon? Of course. Yes, of, of course. course of Thank course. you. And we should uh, have a, We'll have a whole episode on that. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be awesome. I don't know. I think that would have to be a bonus episode. <laughs> wow. Listen, if people can struggle through baseball, then... <laughs> Cricket's going to be a walk in the park. That's true. That's true. Well, Simon, as always, thank you for being with us. And also thank you, of course, Jolene, our Meet the Littles guest. And also thank you, Kim Wilson and Jason Bullitt, for our bumpers today. Those were great, as always. So, all right, all you loyal listeners, thank you so much for being with us. And as always, if you're shopping out online tonight... Use the code. The vouchers. The vouchers. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. Enjoy the golf, everyone. Bye. I don't even know what you two look like. for our
and you will age You'll find your place And you'll turn the page Teach you chords on your dad's old guitar. You'll add some words that will suit your desire. We'll play our tunes as we poke at the fire. Here's my grand. Sometimes you lose your way You learn to follow your heart When you find that you're weary and afraid You'll not be too weak to pray And walk with pride You'll find a girl And make her your bride She'll have your children Who will have their own You'll then rejoice With your own grandson podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.